You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Sunday was the third padded practice of Chiefs training camp, and after practice, we got to hear from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and defensive lineman Breland Speaks. So we'll listen to Reid and Mahomes. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll get to Edwards-Alaire and to Speaks. First up, here's the Chiefs head coach. So Sammy uh, strained his groin just a bit, and uh, we had him. We held him out today, and then uh, Alex Brown um, tore his ACL yesterday, and um, obviously he didn't practice. Antonio Hamilton slight groin strain. Darius Harris uh, was excused. Uh, Lavert Hill um, again had a strain, uh, hamstring, and then. Um, uh, let me flip it over here real quick. Uh, Fish um, had a concussion, so he's in he's in the protocol now. Um, with that, it's good to get out here and and to work and get our practice in. Um, we've had a couple three days here with pads on and a ramp up period. Each day was a little different time than than the next, uh, and just increasing it as we go to our normal normal time. So. Anyways, I'm, I'm pleased with the attitude and the, the work and how they've gone about their business. And it's a great challenge, offense and defense. The ones get to compete a lot against each other, and um, that does nothing but make each side uh, better. And, and then the twos, likewise, get to compete against the twos. And, again, that's great competition there, too. So, anyways, the time's yours. On this. Go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, how you doing? Great. Thank you, Adam. Um, First, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was there today, obviously, but didn't do much. Uh, what's going on with him, number one? Number two, it was that throw that Pat made toward the end of practice in the seven-on-seven seven where he was kind of drifting to his left and threw Dieter in the end zone. I mean, that, that's pretty impressive stuff. Do you, are you, you still think that way? Do you ever stop and catch yourself going, wow, that's a pretty impressive throw when he does those kinds of things? Or have you seen it enough from him now where you kind of maybe immune to it a little bit? No, I, I don't. Uh, I appreciate the, the, you know, his talents, and um, I, I remind the coaches of that often that that just doesn't happen all the time with, with every quarterback. So, um, but he, he makes it look easy and and does it time after time. So, uh, but you don't ever get satisfied or or complacent with those. You enjoy each one of them. Um, as far as Clyde, Clyde was a bit dehydrated, so we just held him out a little bit. There. Go to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, thanks for the time here. Um, kind of a housekeeping thing, but Chad Henney's taken, it looks like, almost all the snaps with the twos. I'm just wondering, I, I know you're comfortable with both those guys, but what, at least at this moment, is, is kind of separating those? Yeah, that, well, Chad is the number two, so we want to make sure we get him enough rep. This is what we're, we're in a, a time period now, kind of a time crunch uh, with, uh, with the way the ramp up set is set. So you want to make sure the guys get enough 
reps in there to, um, you know, within that time constraint. So the threes get shortchanged just a little bit. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy, good to see you. Hi, uh, two questions for you. With understanding because of the time crunch, uh, how much have you feared that you guys have seen uh, from Clyde that you kind of have an idea of what you want to work on moving forward as you have more padded practices? And within that, because of the situation going on right now with the secondary, the amount of injuries you guys have had, just what are your thoughts of how that group has looked so far, particularly guys like Tedrick Thompson, Armani Watts, and Dan Sorsen, given where Juan Thornhill, Juan Thornhill is in his sort of rehab right now? Yeah, so I, I think it's been great for those guys. Uh, uh, continuity is important back there, opportunities to play with one another. Um, I think the groups, both groups are doing well, and, um, and it's given us a chance to look at some of the, the twos in there, so – and really some of the threes. We, we had a lot of numbers there at that position, so secondary position, so we were, we were good. Uh, what was your first question? Just now with you having – You guys are learning how to use this thing. You throw about three <laughs> fastballs at me. That's right. I, I get it. Yeah, we're, we're, try, we're trying to get through it all, uh, Andy. With you. You um, the other one was with, you know, seeing Clyde for two padded yeah. practices now, just yeah. what do you I want to get out of him as you get through the rest of the padded practices? Do you have – a better idea of what you want to work on now that you've seen something more, you know, resembling football. Yeah, no, I, um, I think he's doing a good job. He just needs reps and continue to practice. So uh, that becomes important for him. Practice time is important for him. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, you mentioned some stuff there. I'm, I'm going to go on the offensive side. You seem to have a spirited battle there uh, with uh, Derek Jeter as well as uh, Jody Fortson. What do you – seeing out of them at this camp, uh, especially with Jody Fortson? Yeah, listen, he, he feels more comfortable out there, and, and he's learning. Um, Dieter um, has every position down and knows them all. Uh, not that they're in competition necessarily, but they're all just trying to do the best they can do. So, um, and, and listen, we're getting good, good work out of them, great reps to get on tape so we can evaluate them. Uh, and, and so, Jody, you know, this is new uh, as of last year for him. And um, we started him off as a tight end, if you remember. And now we've moved him out to wide receiver. So this is – every rep, again, is a great rep for him. Let's go to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Andy. Um, last year, Patrick, after his first season as the full-time starter, wins the MVP and then really seemed to take his offseason in a, in a – um, in a whole new direction in terms of just working all the harder and, and developing more. And I'm curious what you've seen in him that way this off season, clearly he's just, you know, further invigorated, I think, but what, what, what ways have you seen him do that? Yeah, I thought he attacked the off season uh, aggressively. Um, he was on every zoom meeting we had asked great questions, which he normally does. Uh, wants to know everything, wants you to feed him uh, new plays and, and uh, wants to continue to grow. And that's about all you can ask. Every opportunity he had to throw, he got his guys together and they threw. And so, um, you know, my, my hat goes off to him on the way he's approached it. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, thanks, Coach, as always. Uh, just curious about Clyde. Uh, it might be too early to tell, and I know he was limited today, but I, I was wondering what you and, and Eric Bianami think about him when it comes to pass protection uh, so far early in camp. 
Yeah, you know what? He's a real smart kid, so he's picking it up, um, and he wants to be good. So that's a, that's a good combination to have, and he has a talent to go with it. Um, he's strong. He's short, but he's strong. And, um, and so he, he gets himself in good position with his quickness and his leverage and does a good job with protection. He, he has a pretty good base of, of what's going on with it and who's coming and who's, you know, who the offensive line has and his responsibilities. So, but listen, reps, reps will continue to help that. Let's go to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Coach. Thank you very much for the time. First of all, can you uh, talk a little bit uh, about, you know, you've, you've talked about how Mahomes has worked and things. I know you've been in the league a long time, but, like, how, how do you work differently? How, how do you try to grow and call in things for Patrick? Is it, like, you know, given putting more on his plate? Is it, you know, is there a process to you that you kind of do a, a checklist in the offseason on how you're working? And then, everyone else my other side of that is if you could comment uh Eric Bieniemy kind of stole the show yesterday he called Patrick Mahomes a, a quote competitive prick and then he explained what he meant by that uh just your your reaction to to you know that 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 way to frame it I, mean, I thought it was perfect you know in getting his point across as to what he was saying but just your reaction to to kind of you know how he how he labeled that no yeah, well, we get to see it every day we get to see how competitive he is it's something that the fans only get to see on game days. We get to see it every day, and and he keeps practice alive, challenges the defense, and it really makes everybody around him better um, just by his attitude and how he goes about it. And, and so, um, and I think if you talk to people, he probably competes at everything, everything he does. Um, as far as myself, um, listen, we always try to grow, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to have the Eric Bieniemy's and uh, Greg Lewis's and and um, you know, Mike Kafka, Tom, all these guys, uh, uh, Joe Blameyer, these guys, uh, Dylan McCullough, they're all in it to, to grow. And so I love that part of it. And, and um, so they're always bringing ideas to the table. And even though we were doing it over uh, Zoom, we were, um, or WebEx, uh, we were, we were able to grow um, and kind of do it together. And it, it um I love that. I mean, that, you know, that's the fun part of this thing and, and uh, bouncing ideas off of each other. Let's go to Nick Jacobs. Go ahead, Nick. Andy, a question for you is, given that you don't have preseason games, what are you having to adjust differently so you can get some of those answers on the final players for roster spots? Yeah. So um, we're trying to practice them and let, and let them go. And, we try to keep it as fast as you can so you get some form of evaluation of the guys and, um, you know, and then you, you got to shoot. Yeah, you don't have that game part of it, but you're, you're not going to be able to get that either. But you, you know how we do practices and how fast we go. And, and so uh, you see how guys compete. And, um, and there's enough uh, competition on both sides that it, it should draw the best out of you, it, it, you know. Um, if you're willing for it to do that. And, and so that, that becomes important. And then we do it day in and day out. I mean, these guys, you know, they're going on their third day of pads and they've got a 10, 10, 10 tomorrow and, and you know, they, they, they're working. And so uh, you get an idea, you a pretty good idea. I think when we're all said and done here of what, what you've got. All right, guys, we've got time for a couple more. Let's go Breland and then Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Breland. Andy, um, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit on Alex Smith. We all know that he is cleared now to play football, and I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that miraculous journey that he's taken. 
Yeah, how great is that? And I'm so happy for him. Um, I know how he is. He's dirty tough, and uh, he loves playing the game. He didn't want it to end the way it ended uh, with the leg, and so now he's back. And you, you, we all saw the, I guess it was 30, 36, whatever it was, the 30, 30, 60, say the special on him. Um, he did a in the rehab that he they went through that day in and day out grind of uh, uh, of the rehab. So I'm happy for him. I'm very very happy for him. I'm, I'm happy for the Washington team, too, to have them. Let's go to Matt and Derek to finish it off. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Good morning. Good morning. I, I know you've got a lot of guys right now that are nursing some groin, hamstring injuries. Not sure that's a big surprise with out of the offseason. Um, how are you and the training staff working on just dealing with some of those soft tissue injuries to make sure you're not pushing guys too hard? And also, any clarification on Derek Nottie? Because I'm not sure he's worked in pads yet. Yeah, so uh, Derek had the the ankle, so we're just kind of easing him back in. Um, the soft tissues are the same as it is every year. Um, you get into that third and fourth practice, and and guys are sore, normally in the groin area. That's how it works, and so um, you know that's that's what we're we're still dealing with that now. And um, it's about it's right about the same number as we have every year, so it hasn't been anything crazy. Hey, Pat, how you doing? Doing good. Good. Hey, a couple things. First, um, a number of impressive throws by you today. Uh, I, I love the one, personally, the one you were in the seven-on-seven seven toward the end of practice where you kind of flipped it to Der uh, Derek Dieter. Kind of you were moving to your left, couldn't step in it. You just kind of snapped your wrist. When you just go through the video and you see those kinds of things, you, you stop to say, wow, that was pretty cool, or, or you just kind of you – know, you kind of immune to those things now, number one. Number two, um, Alex Smith, as you know, has been cleared to practice again. What, what that kind of means to you to see him back and uh, playing football again? Yeah, to answer your first question, uh, I think the, the, the great thing about uh, training camp practices and, and practices with Coach Reed is he allows me to try those different things. And uh, uh, as you've kind of seen camp go, there's been times where I've made some of these throws and, and they've worked out and we scored touchdowns. And then I, I threw one one day and it was like an easy interception. So he lets you try those different things and you just learn from them, see what you can and can't do. And uh, it helps me to be in the game. When I get there, I know what I can do and what I can't. And then uh, the second part of your question, I mean, uh, Alex, is, it's an amazing thing. I talked to Alex. Uh, I texted Alex before the season, uh, got it going for training camp, got going. Uh, him just uh, get being there and being able to uh, get cleared by his doctors and then now getting cleared by the, uh, the Washington's doctors uh, and being able to go out there and, and be able to perform. It just shows the grit that he has. And, I mean, he's someone that uh, helped me out a ton of my career, and he's always persevered, and I just uh, expect him to keep persevering as his career goes on. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick, um, two questions here for you. Your impression so far of uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire as, as he's gone through two padded practices, obviously he was limited today, but how much did um, working with him during the summer help him develop into what you're seeing now? And then lastly, Eric Bieniemy yesterday said that you were a, quote, competitive prick, end quote, uh, obviously in a good way. But what was your reaction when you heard uh, EB call you that? Uh, yeah, well, the, uh, the, first, the first part – of your question. I mean, Claude, I think has done a, a great job in, in the reps that he has gotten. I mean, he's, he stepped in, he's learned the offense. Uh, he's not making a lot of mistakes. He, he's playing fast and he has an incredible vision. I think that's what's, what's been the, the big, the biggest thing so far is able the way he's able to run the ball, find the, the lanes of running in and catch out the backfield and get upfield and make plays happen. Um, for him to be able to do that so early, it's a, it's a great sign and he'll keep getting better and better. Um, and, and then yeah, the second part with EB, 
I mean, it, it's just kind of uh, in our nature, I think, not even just me and, and EB's name. We love to compete. We, we're, we're fiery. We love to go out there every single rep. We act like it's the last rep that we have to win. And I think when you have a lot of guys on, on the team that are like that, it's when you get the uh, best on Sunday. So uh, I'm going to go out there and compete every single rep, and I'm going to have that fire uh, every single time. Let's go to James Palmer. Go ahead, James. Hey, Patrick, curious – what your take is, a lot of people around the league say you kind of want your pass catchers to be almost like a basketball team, you know, with a variety of kind of sizes and, and, and talents. How do you feel your group fits that? And do you kind of like that moniker from the quarterback spot that it's, it's set up, it can be set up like that? I think the thing that I've learned uh, in my short career so far in the NFL is you can have all types of different types of weapons as long as you're utilizing their skill sets and maximizing those uh, every single day. I think that you can – it can be the basketball team. You can have the big receivers making the plays over the top. You can have the small receivers doing the stuff in the slot. But I think you see with our team, it's a lot of different guys that can do a lot of different things. And so when you have a team like we have – uh, it's hard for defenses to nail exactly what we're doing, uh, exactly who's running which routes, because every single person can do every single route. And I think that's what makes our offense uh, go and makes us uh, every single week be able to be uh, variable and, and change and really uh, be able to execute and have high success. Let's go to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick. Um, just going back to that point you just made about having that fire, you won the MVP your first season as a full-time starter, and then you guys win the Super Bowl. What, what, what is, what's, what's prompting that? How do you, how do you still feel that you've had so much achievement early? Where does that come from? Yeah, I think that's just for the, that's just the love of the game. I think uh, when you play this sport, the best thing about it is you get to start over every single year. Um, every single year, no matter if you won the Super Bowl the last year, no matter if you lost an AFC championship game, no matter if you didn't make the playoffs, you get a clean slate. You have to go out there and compete every single year. And you have to have the passion and the mindset that you're going to go out there every single day and execute every single rep so you can go out there and be on top again uh, and uh, be able to have those parades, be able to enjoy it with your, your teammates and your family and your friends. And uh, once that, that you enjoy it, you, you come back and do it again the next year. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Pat, yesterday would have been uh, the first preseason game. Typically, Andy would have given you a series or two um, and then ramped you up from there. I was curious, what do you think you might be missing without having those dress rehearsals? And then how do you plan to maybe make up for that and be ready for the, the Thursday night opener? Yeah, I think the, uh, the only thing that I think I, that you're missing is it's not me not getting hit. So uh, just not getting that first tackle out of the way of the season and getting up and having to go through the, go through the reps again and, and making plays happen. But uh, other than that, I think uh, our practice, how we run practices, when you have the honey badger over there yelling and screaming and, and, and firing around, flying around the field, Frank Clark doing the same, Chris Jones, uh, we're, we're, we're going the best against the best uh, right here at our practices. And we, I promise you we're going hard every single rep. And there's a lot of fire, a lot of passion on that field. So uh, other than me personally not getting, getting tackled, that first tackle out of the way, I feel like I'm getting uh, just as what I would be getting in the preseason game. Let's go to Sam Ellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick, um, we know what you think of the, uh, your ranking in the top 100, right? Uh, I'm curious what you think of Mitch Schwartz dropping off the list. And do you have a theory on why he seems to be sort of underrated when it comes to awards and that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, obviously the position gets underrated a lot. I mean, the right tackle position uh, uh, just throughout history. I mean, for the, the guys like 
Lane Johnson and, and Mitch Schwartz that have been doing it year in and year out. Ryan Rebs, Ryan Ramschek, all those guys. I mean, I know he was on there, but they've they've done it year in and year out, and it had a lot of high success. And so, uh, I think uh, with Mitch, it's, it's it's crazy to not see him on that list with how he how clean he keeps the pocket, how he does in the run game, how he he's really done a, been a great player for a long time. But I think uh, we we understand as a group that we're going to go out there and when you when you win Super Bowls, when you do these different type of things, everybody's going to get get the recognition that they that they're going to get after the after their career is over. And I think that's what you'll see with Mitch is once his career is over and you look back on it, you'll see how great uh, of a player he's been uh, from beginning to the end of it. All right, guys, we've got time for a few more. Let's go to Darren first. Go ahead, Darren. Uh, Patrick, good morning to you. Uh, first off, you, look, uh, what challenges does it pose for your offense to come up with new plays that your opponents haven't seen since you returned everyone on offense safe for Clyde? And in a second, I'll be speaking with your dad a little bit later on the show. What made you decide on the gift that you got him for his birthday and how shocked was it that uh, when he received it? Yeah, so uh, the, the, the first part, the first part. I mean, I think uh, when you have Coach Reed and, and these offensive coaches that we have, there's no shortage of plays. I mean, they're, they're coming up with different plays every single day. And, uh, we're, I mean, we're trying out everything. I think that's the best thing about training camp. The best thing about going against our defenses, which, which is so multiple, is we're getting a lot of different looks against a lot of different plays that we, that we haven't ran before. And so uh, I think that that's that's great about training camp is we're going to keep trying these plays. And if it works, we're going to put it in. If it doesn't work, we might push it to the side and try it again later on. Um, and then with my dad, I, I, uh, I ended up getting him the car, uh, the Escalade. And it's just a car that he had whenever I was – whenever he was – when I was young and he was in the MLB, I remember him having a black Escalade. So I ended up getting him one for his birthday. Let's go to Harold. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, uh, Patrick, hope you're doing well. And that's a nice gift you're giving them. Uh, two quick questions, one on, one off the field. When it comes on the field, have you learned anything differently from the receivers that they kind of want to do different going into this season when it comes to building rhythm on the field and getting that on the practice field? And then off the field, I want to ask you about Travis Kelsey. Uh, just, you know, his foundation and, and what he's doing and buying that building for inner city kids. I know you've done it. Tyreek's done it. Just what is all your conversations, guys, going to well to try to better the Kansas City community? Yeah, to ask your first question one more time for me real quick. Oh, just what have you learned differently from receivers, if anything, okay. try to build a rhythm on the field and getting getting things going? Yeah, the, the, the first question, um, I think the best thing, kind of like I, I've been saying in training camp, is we try out a lot of different things. I think when you get those routes routes on air and you get those one-on-one -on -one drills, and then when you get the, the, the reps in practice, you see how guys are running routes, how we're trying different stuff, and then we go to the sideline after and we talk about those routes, why they did this, what I was thinking, what they were thinking, and we try to get on the same page in order to, when we get in the game, we know exactly what each other's thinking and we can really go out there and, and execute at a high level. And I think that, that, that how Coach Reed runs practice sets up perfect for that. And then the, the second part, I mean, it, it was awesome to see what Travis did with that, with that uh, building, the, with, with uh, the Operation Breakthrough. And it's, it's crazy because I remember over a year ago, he was talking about trying to buy that building. He was talking about the plan of doing that. And, he, and to see it finally go through, obviously, he earned the contract, got the contract. And then this first thing was I make sure that he did the thing that he'd been planning on for over a year. Um, it just shows how much – he, he's put into this community uh, that has given him so much. And then I feel like throughout our entire team, we try to do the same. And I think when you have leaders that, that do that, it, it brings everybody else with us. And uh, I think Kansas City, uh, the, the Chiefs have done a, uh, had a great history of giving back to the Kansas City community, and we're going to try to keep that going. Let's go with Nate Taylor for the last one. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick, thanks again for this. Um, you mentioned earlier the idea of experimentation. And one thing that I've sort of noticed you doing – 
early in practice is sort of doing a, a forward pitch in some passes. Just how much of that has been part of your experimentation and how much of that do you just enjoy year after year trying to find something new that you can sort of use to the benefit of the team because Andy gives you that freedom to do it in practice? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away all my secrets, but I mean, yeah, it's stuff that I, stuff that I work on and stuff that that we do. I mean, I try to find ways to get the ball to the receivers, tight ends, whoever, running backs, whoever it is, the quickest way possible. And uh, the the pitch was one thing that we had kind of worked on, stuff like that. Um, I think I saw either Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers do it in one of the games. I was watching one of those throwback games, and so uh, with the Green Bay Packers, and so I try to look at what guys have done before me. Uh, I know I've, I've looked at guys like Dan Marino uh, and how he had success. Uh, and then I look at the guys that are playing around the league with Deshaun Watson and Lamar and, and Dak Prescott, all these guys that are, that are having success, and I try to find what they do, and then I try to take it out and put it into my game and so I can be a better player every single time I step on the field. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Next up, here's running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Hey, Clyde, uh, two quick questions here for you. I'm curious for number one, how does a guy from Louisiana get dehydrated? <laughs> and, and second, how has camp gone for you? Obviously, you were limited today, but like these past two practices and pads, how fast is it going for you? Is it slowing down for you? And how beneficial was it for you to work out with Patrick uh, during this offseason? Uh, well, you know, first to answer your first question, I mean, it's, it's hot everywhere right now. Uh, and that's just what it is. And we're, we're outside working. So, um, you know, I can speak for myself outside working, doing whatever I can do to, to get, to get fluids in, but you know, uh, big, big output needs, needs, you know, huge input. So I just gotta, I just gotta hydrate some more. Um, and for the most part, these last two days, you know, putting on the pads for me, it felt like everything. Uh, slow down um, just just because the the nature of football everything slows down from pads just because of the contact and everything else as far as what I see from the running back position so uh, and for right now that's just how it's going for me let's go to Harold Coons go ahead Harold hey man hope you're doing well drink some water man <laughs> um, I heard Frank Clark you know gave you a little introduction uh, to the NFL a little bit could you just describe how that went and then also how the veterans like especially with Patrick Mahomes back there how's it helped you just kind of get along and get a good feel for the game even without the preseason games yeah um so uh the the thing with Frank I mean it was it was 7 on 7 uh Frank ended up dropping back from his end position I caught a fl- I caught a ball in the flat 
got up the sideline. Frank hit me on the sideline. I mean, nobody hit the ground. So for the most part, I mean, I'm good. I played the next play and it, it is what it is. It's just, it's a hit. So, um, and then w- what was your next question afterwards? After Frank? Yeah, uh, the, the, just the veterans like Patrick and some of the other running backs you're with, just how they kind of helped you along, knowing that you're, you've kind of been thrown into the fire as uh, an RB1, if you will. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, for, for me, um, the guy that, that, that I've always looked up to uh, was Daryl. He was in my room at, at LSU, and, and he's also in the room with me, with me now, and he's been in his offense. So as far as anybody that I turn to initially, um, it's always Daryl. And then whenever I need – those, you know, when, when he's not around and I need those pickups from, you know, anybody from from Sammy to Trav to Pat, um, you know, even Fish on O-line, just everybody. Um, they they understand. I mean, every, everybody's been a rookie before and, and they understand what's, what's going on. And they everybody's here for me, for me and everybody's here for the team. As long as I go out there, uh, do what I need to do and they feel like I'm calm and, and we're all executing, then the ball's rolling. Go Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Clyde, how's it going, man? What's up? How you doing? All right. Uh, you told us before that Andy's playbooks look easy. Um, now that it's all been thrown at you full speed, do you still have the same feeling? And how quickly are you picking up everything? As far as uh, as far as the concepts and everything, the biggest thing is 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 understanding football. If you can understand football and understand uh, this is in placement, you understand that where you need to be as far as a, as far as a player and in certain plays. Uh, the biggest thing is language. You pick up – once you pick up language, everything else just kind of falls into place. So, um, as for if, – if everybody seemed like it was disrespectful for me to say easy. So, uh, so I would say it's, it's – you know, it's a, it's a playbook. It's, a, it's an NFL playbook. And as long as you uh, do the things that you need to do as far as studying and, and looking through it, it's, it's, not as, it's not as complicated. Let's go to Seren Petra. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Clyde, uh, tell me, uh, when in, you get the word on Damian Williams uh, and, and that comes around, like just what, what, what goes through your mind? Like what, what did you have? Because like, obviously it looked like it was going to be one kind of indoctrination to the NFL. And then uh, now it is. I heard, you know, the last question, you were just called RB1. Like uh, what, what all went through your mind and what kind of pressures did that put on you? And did anybody reach out to you? Uh, the, as soon as I heard the news, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have – Damien's phone number or anything, but I wanted to I wanted to get his phone number from from dealing. Um, I sent him the text because obviously, I mean, if a, if a guy chooses that that route, is is more than it's more than, than than what meets the eye. So, and then initially from that point, I mean, I've always been a guy that's, that that felt like I just needed to be a hundred percent tuned in from the beginning, um, and then I didn't have to flip a switch and and feel like oh, this is now you know now the time. I mean, since since the day I was drafted, I felt like get this playbook, start rolling and do my job. Uh, it was never, never really like a, a shell shocking moment um, for me. So for the most part, I just wanted to come in and work and, and do my job and do my 111th and I'll find my way on the field. All right, guys, we've got time for a couple more. Let's go to Nick Jacobs first. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, Clyde, for you, I'm curious, uh, from your time at LSU, do you feel like that kind of prepared you for the tempo you've seen in practice, or has it been a little bit of an adjustment? Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, leaving LSU, having, you know, three-hour practices um, and, and just just having the, just the whole tempo of everything. I mean, freshman year, having guys, you know, across from me like like Devin White and Orrin Key on, on – I mean, having NFL-type caliber players, on the defensive side of the ball and, you know, everything is pretty much live. Um, 
it 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 tends to it tends to just be fast, and that's just what it is. So, as far as coming here uh, and and making an adjustment, it was no real speed adjustment. The biggest adjustment is is just understanding what you have to do and and just how minute the details are. Just being a, being a professional. Let's go to Nate Taylor for the last one. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Clyde. Uh, two questions for you. Um, both Patrick and uh, Eric Bietamy have mentioned your vision in terms of what you've been able to do so far in the two practices that you've had in the pads. Uh, understanding the playbook, just what does your vision sort of give you an advantage in terms of either seeing the whole develop or adjusting in mid-play? And then secondly, playing with Joe Burrow last year, the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, I'm sure you saw some impressive things in practice with him. What's it like going from that to seeing Patrick Mahomes and sort of the things and the tricks and the sort of the experimentation that he can do with the throw that you don't necessarily see on a, you know, traditional quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, to answer your first question, uh, vision wise, I mean, I was told at, a, at an early age, might've been six or seven. Um, the one thing you can't teach is eyes. And, you know, I can't, I can't sit here and, and say, Oh, this is, this is what makes me different. Or this is what makes Everybody, every every set of eyes sees, you know, sees things differently. So as far as what I see when I'm running the ball, the things that I see in the route, that's just kind of my mind doing its own thing and making its making its adjustments just off of, you know, leverage and understanding the the, the concept of the play call. So for that, that's that's kind of you know that kind of answers that one. And then, uh, you know, for uh, yeah, Joe. Joe did some Joe did some things last year uh, at practice that that it just kind of makes you you know turn your head and shake your head put your head down even you know being around K Falk and and K Falk will sit and tell me like man that's some that's some stuff that I've only seen Tom do and you know when when he's around Tom for eleven and a half twelve years um, and then like I was I, I had an interview yesterday and I was talking about uh, Pat rolling out to his left. And I mean, the play just looked completely shut down and he just started by the, by the time he got to the bottom of the numbers on the left hash, he just started saying, Oh, I got it. I got it. And nobody looked open and he tossed it up. And all of a sudden Tyreek came out of, you know, came out of the, came out of nowhere and completed, they completed a pass and it, you know, went for 45 yards or whatever it was and extended play, something that, something that, you know, that you see, you know, time and time again, but for him to not throw it out of bounds and just understand, you know, and his vision and everything that he has going on in his head, it's, it's a little different. It's a little special. Breland, how you doing? I'm all right. Good. Um, I was wondering if you could give us some idea of where you are with the physical part of the game after being out all year. And also, I was wondering whether you played against Clyde Edwards-Hilaire when you were at Ole Miss, and if so, what you remember about him. Um, right now, yeah, uh, I'm back fully, uh, doing everything with everybody else. Uh, so, so I'm pretty much just out there like the rest of the guys. And also, I think I ain't, I don't think I got a chance to play against Alaire. I played against, uh, Fournette, guys, uh, Darrell Williams. So those are pretty much the running backs I saw. Let's go to Breland Moore. Go ahead, Breland. Nice to uh, meet you. Um, just building off of Adam's question, how do you feel out there, and are you finding any challenges because you were away for so long, and then on top of that, you also lost the spring? Um, I'm feeling pretty good out here, just trying to get back adjusted to the game. Like you hit on, I've been away from the game for about a year now, so uh, just trying to get reacclimated to all of the things, get those little small keys down, just trying to work on being a better player right now, making sure I got the calls and everything is done the right way. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. 
Hey, Breland, how much, how much urgency is there to take a step forward this year with the way last year obviously is set it out? I mean, how much urgency are you feeling hitting camp right now? Uh, not so much urgency, just wanting to get back and do 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 everything the right way, make sure I, like I said, hit on uh, just making sure I got the calls and stuff down. I feel like uh, playing the game and with time, all of that is going to start coming back to me. So right now it's not more so of an urgent thing, just more so of a just learning thing and taking things as they go. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Breland, thanks for taking some time with us. I was curious for your conversations as you return here with Brendan Daly, and, and he seems like a very intense guy, very in, engaged with all you guys. I was wondering what he's challenged you with uh, this training camp and how that, those conversations have gone. Uh, they've been good. Uh, just basically just come to work every day. Uh, make sure you're doing the things you need to do. Make sure you got the playbook down. Not too much, you know, not too much extra stuff. Just making sure uh, he wants me to be the player that he knows I can be and just go on and uh, progress. Go ahead, Nick Jacobs. Yep. Uh, Braylon, for you, I'm curious, what is it that you want to go out there and prove this year? Because I know at camp last year you were having a good camp, you were bull rushing really well. But for you now, what do you want to prove on the football field this fall? Uh, like I was saying before, just right now, I just want to make sure I got the calls and stuff down and just want to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm doing things and getting my small reads. I just want to be a better football player right now. That's, that's the urgency I have right now. Five minutes. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Good to see you, Breland. Um, I just wondered, since this is your first major injury as a professional, um, what you learned about yourself, not being a part of the game, not being a part of the team all of last year, and secondly, as you trained and got ready for this next opportunity, did you change your training regimen? Just kind of walk us through the steps of what your rehab looked like and what you wanted to get most out of training before you arrived for training camp. Okay, yeah. So um, basically just uh, – can you repeat your first question? Yeah, sorry about that. Um, because this was your first major injury, just what did you learn about yourself okay. not yeah. being in the game? Uh, this is actually my first uh, major injury ever. Uh, so uh, I just learned learned a lot about myself. Of course, you know, guys go through different things. It was just a, a constant build back to want to get back. Uh, yeah, it was my first time being hurt. So, of course, it hurt not being out there with the guys, not being in the locker room with the fellas, not being able to chop it up with everyone. And um, that, that just motivated me to, to uh, want to work harder and get back in this offseason. Uh, I basically went back to uh, doing what I used to do. I got with my old trainer from, like, seventh grade, and we basically hit it like we used to back then and uh, basically uh, wind up losing a lot of weight from it. So uh, I say I had a pretty good offseason. Go to Seren Petra. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Breland, can you take us back through like when they said, hey, play linebacker, right? Like when you, when you came in and, and you had to be a stand-up linebacker and, and, and then getting the news that you were going to go back to what, at least for, as an outsider, seemed like a more familiar position. And I'm curious, is there anything you took away from that time, you know, playing outside and, and playing linebacker and having those responsibilities that you think is going to help you uh, with your hand back on the ground? Uh, I think uh, all in all, they're one and the same. And um Basically, you know, just, you know, we have drops in the 4-3 just like we have drops in the 3-4. So it's all the same. Just make, like I was talking about earlier, that timing, getting my timing back right as far as coming off the edge. I know outside backer helped me a lot with that. So just probably going back to those things for my rookie year as far as pass rush is concerned. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I say uh, 
playing outside backer is helping a lot for what I'm doing right now. Let's go to the final two. We'll go Darren and Sam. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Braylon, uh, quick quick question for you. Obviously, uh, with you setting out the year last year, this will be your first time back. I, I believe you still get a Super Bowl ring. But with that being said, um, one, did you get a chance to kind of talk with Chris Jones and, and some of your defensive players that kind of get you in the right mind frame, you know, during during this time that you were that you were out? And then also, how motivated are you to perform at a high level to feel like you are contributing this year to the team's success? Um, yeah, I talked to a lot of the guys, uh, Frank, Chris, you know, uh, they were just motivating me, telling me we need you back. Whenever you get back, we're going to be here. You know, it was just real, real uh, good. Uh, I'm just happy they did that for me. And also, um, this year, yeah, I got a, I got a big urgency to want to get back and want to be a part. Like you said, I wasn't, a, I mean, I got a ring, but kind of don't feel like I was a part, but I am. But now it's kind of like a thing where I just want to, go out there and get my put my little two cents in, I guess. Let's go to Sam for the last one. Go ahead, Sam. Braylon, just wanted to follow up on something you said, which was the, the trainer that you've had since second grade. Is that somebody you've, you've con- consistently been seeing, or did something prompt you to want to go back um, to that guy? And, and what, what exactly did, did you guys do this offseason to lose the weight? Uh, we ran. We ran a lot. And it's seventh grade, not second. But uh, – yeah, uh, that's basically what we did. We just we ran a lot, did a lot of tour days. Uh, just just changed up the mindset this off season. Just went back to I guess you know what got me right in the beginning or what I've been used to growing up, which I know works. I just went back to that, you know, and that's that, and it helped a lot. Breland, we appreciate the time today. Thank you. Thank you. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio, designers and devs you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.